This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Today, we honor nine individuals who exemplify the true spirit of our Latino culture and heritage. Welcome the 2018 Achievement in Arts and Entertainment honoree, Cheech Marin. You will never be able to read the unweave that Latino thread in the Southwest and, and now in other parts of the country because we are part and one of the main threads of the cultural fabric and have been. Today's keynote speaker is an American cartoonist and the author of La Cucaracha. Members, please welcome Mr. Lalo Alcaraz. That's the job of a satirist is to try yeah. to really bring humor to uh, horrible situations, you know. Hi, I'm Wendy Carrillo. I'm the assembly member from Los Angeles representing East LA Assembly District 51. We are at the Citizen Hotel here in Sacramento at our state's capital, and this is the Look West podcast. With me today in this episode of Look West are Cheech Marin, notable for his previous work in movies and now established as a preeminent Chicano art advocate and syndicated political cartoonist Lalo Alcaraz. Lalo is a past recipient of the Latino Spirit Awards and this year's keynote speaker. Cheech is one of the 2018 recipients and he is being recognized for achievement in arts and entertainment. Welcome to Look West, guys. I can't believe they're barely giving it to you, Cheech. Yeah, barely. Really. Barely. You know what? They tr they try stuff out on me. Yeah, experiments. <laughs> I got it the second year. Well, it, it, it does cut out 150 hours of my court mandated community service. So, you know, it's, it's a I'm so glad that we're able to help you out with that. Thank you very That's much. That's good. Yeah, help each other out. You know, I have some parking tickets. Oh well, and let's talk uh, I'll post I'll, I'll post podcast <laughs> post podcast. But you are the keynote this year, Lalo. Yes. What are you going to talk about? What are you addressing? Well, with my th two and a half minute speech that I'm allowed, yeah. uh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, uh, I'm doing an espresso shop before <laughs> and trying to get everything out. Uh, it's basically a roll call of uh, who's getting the award. I think it should be about the honorees. They're all awesome. Uh, you know, going to try to lighten the mood a little bit and, uh, you know, not, not, nothing too heavy. As he does every day. There's, right? You know, there's armed, armed police there, so what, yeah, yeah. what am I supposed to do? It's, it's interesting to hear Lalo lighten the mood because you follow him on Twitter or Facebook. There's nothing light about what you post or about right. you write about uh, because oh. everything is so heavy with, like, the politics of our nation. Well, it is. I mean, that's, that's the job of a satirist is to try yeah. to really bring humor to uh, horrible situations, you know. Uh -huh. And I think, I, I, I hope that uh, I'm following in the, the, the great footsteps of Chicano and, and Mexican uh, satirists, you know. I mean, I think we have a tradition There aren't of very that. many, though. You've kind of, like, spearheaded that trajectory for a lot of young artists across our country. Well, yeah, and I'm sitting next to one of them right here, one of the very young artists <laughs> right to my right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, because I think it comes from a, a, um, the Mexican and Latin American tradition of laughing at your horrible life. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's all you got. You know, laughing is free, right? And mocking your situation is a way to kind of, you know, manage your situation. And I, I try to bring that in every aspect of my work, and especially even on Twitter. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an early adopter of technology, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to stay relevant, uh, and then, you know, always throwing down with too many people on Twitter. I spent too much time online, you know. 
Well, the more you laugh, the, the more you understand the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's an indication. That's very true. And what about you, Cheech? Like, you've had a, a long career of, of being at the forefront of Latino, Chicano, artistry, films. We know you from your films, uh, Cheech and Chong. And you asked me earlier where I'm from. Right. So East L.A., proud. East Los, yeah. Went to Roosevelt Ro High School. Writer. That's right. So how do you see yourself in this whole conversation about who we are as a community, our identity politics, and what's happening across this country now? Well, I, I try to be kind of embody what I, what I think and then don't, don't talk about it too much. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to make films or TV shows or write or, or champion different causes, and it's really apparent in, in the work because I write my own stuff is, is, is how I feel just like you. I mean, you want to know how I feel? <laughs> look at his strip or look at my movies. It's exactly the you know what we what we do. But we we cloak it and and present it with artistry. Mm. And that's that's a very important aspect. Anybody can go out and stand on a soapbox just to shout. But if you get capture capture their attention by some means of artistry, it's it really entwines them and it and speaks uh, 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 coherently to mm -hmm. what the problem is. Mm -hmm. Born in East L.A. is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. I really like it. I mean, it was, it, it was a, another force worked through me when I was working that. There was really stuff that went on during the making of that movie that I, it scared me sometimes. You know, I, I, When I was writing the movie, I, I was writing this one scene where the, the guys meet in this alley and blah, blah, blah. And, and while I was writing, I was picturing it. And picturing what it, what it looked like, what it smelled like, how many people were there, and blah blah. When the, and then when we were making the film, the location manager came and said, "I want to show you this part where we can do this scene," and it was exactly, exactly <laughs> like I pictured it in my mind. The colors of the wainscoting, the turquoise, the the uh, clotheslines. And I was, well, okay, this is meant to be. Just just get out of the way and just do it. It's real life coming into the film or coming into art or yeah, vice yeah. versa. That's what art is. I, I was, I was um, lucky enough to uh, be able to go to the screening at the uh, Academy. Oh, and it was the 30 year anniversary, wow. right, wow. Uh, of, of um, Born in East L.A. And it was just amazing to kind of see it with fresh eyes mm -hmm. and with like Cheech across the aisle from me. I mean, it was crazy. It, it was. It could have been, been made today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the exact same problems and stuff. Yeah. The thing that Lalo and I have in common, or our artists, distinctive artists, have in common is the way they present it, and the rhythm that they present it, and the tone, and the, the, the palette that they use. You know, and I, I can see that when I made my own first movie, that all those elements were there. You know, I'd been developing them and other stuff. Like you, you know, you work through where you have to get to writing every day or. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell young artists, you know, be yourself, but mainly don't let people tell you no, you know, because I like when I was when I was young, I grew up in San Diego mm -hmm. in the 70s and it was an awful place to grow up. What was, was I like? Super was conservative. Oh, okay. And, you know, San Diego is a city that's bo that's like on the border and in denial that it's on the border <laughs> with Mexico, you know, and so. It's, I just spoke down there, and they told me, like, you know, we have a lot of students at, at this uh, certain community college. They said, they're embarrassed to be Mexican. I'm like, it's 2018. What, what, what do you got embarrassed? What's, what's left, you know? Right. But um, the, that's, that's the kind of environment that I grew up against and, and butting my head against uh, to, you know, that, that, that forced me 
you know, yeah. to have that chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I told somebody I'm working with now at, at Nickelodeon, like mm -hmm. we had lunch with some of the executives, and I'm like, I still have the chip <laughs> on my shoulder, and they, they got scared. They're yeah, like, oh no, are you okay? You know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to terrorize you. I'm, I'm going to use that anger. It's like having chile, you know, in your food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You use it. Depends how much chile it's, you're eating. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it, yeah, you are the chile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the Citizen Hotel, and this is the Look West podcast. What, a, what does it feel like to you to be here in our, in our state's capital at the, the evening before the Latino Spirits Award? What's well, nice at this hotel because they have political cartoons in every room. Mm -hmm. Have you been in your room yet? Uh, no, but I just noticed right here because I stepped up and dropped my bag up on this couch behind me, and uh, a cartoonist that I know yeah. knew, Rex Babin, who yeah. passed away tragically, he was for the Sacramento Bee. Uh -huh. And uh, the last time I was here, I think, possibly after the Latino Spirit Awards, uh -huh. when I, I got in 2004, was the Association of American Editorial Cartoonists Convention. Uh -huh. And we came here, and, and I forgot, you know, like, like yeah, we're at the state capitol. Political cartoons yeah. are awesome. These are the original drawings that are in the room. These rooms. here? No, the no, ones in the rooms, at least in my room. Uh, okay. Well, you got the, no, got the fancy the artist, room with the original cartoons. Original drawings. <laughs> let's, let's, I love that you brought that up, because I would love to know, Lalo, your process on how you come, come into creating the cartoons, because they're so timely and you've often talked about the letters that you get from the fans that are both positive and negative and how they've tried to take you off syndication in several newspapers across the country but what is that process like for you when you think about huh. creating something well uh, when Chich was talking about earlier about uh, we were talking about Born in East LA and how you know like the work kind of some pieces that you do stand will stand the test of time yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I, I I'm not saying that my cartoons are great they stand the test of time but I do they sometimes are they will stand the test of time well thank right. you well right. somebody I did had a to say it I did a, <laughs> for I the did record Cheech said that yeah. my, you know when I was in college <laughs> but you know I mean like say for instance the prop 187 era in 1994 yeah. which is a really nasty anti-immigrant era which presaged all this stuff that we're going on through now on steroids on a national level, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, uh, and and not just against Mexican immigrants, but against Everyone. all immigrants. Faith -based. And and you know, yeah, and legal immigrants, as they say, I'm doing the air quotes with my fingers. <laughs> but um, you know, I look back to cartoons from from that, and again, it's just as if I just drew it the day before, and we're still going through some still of the same stuff. stuff. How did you know? I, you know, it's. It's constant. It's a constant battle. It, 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 it moves forward at a, sometimes a fast pace, but in glacial terms. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a glacier. It's just keep moving. And you can stand in the way of it. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because it's going to move like a glacier. You know? And, uh, you know, but what I, I see is it's spreading to all, all parts of the. Uh, uh, parts of the country. I was in Topeka, Kansas a couple weeks ago, and Topeka, Kansas populates 174,000. There are more Mexican restaurants than there are McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. In Topeka, Kansas. 50 yeah. Mexican restaurants in Topeka, Kansas. Wow. So that tells you something. Yeah. And they're good. And they're good. <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let me ask you this then, Cheech. Um, you've now become a curator mm. of Chicano art, in fact, starting yes. a Chicano museum, uh -huh. a Chicano art museum uh -huh. at, correct me if I'm wrong, UC Riverside? Uh, no, it's a, the town of Riverside. Uh, the, the town of Riverside. Yeah. 
And it's very similar in terms of like, how does our community, one, look at your political cartoons, Lalo, but also Chicano art mm -hmm. and how this type of art tells the story of our community, our people here in the United States. Well, it does. You just have to have a place to tell that story. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been collecting Chicano art since 1985, and I've been touring the collection since that time. And in that time, we've played over 50 museums uh, with a private collection which is unheard of, because they, they don't want to do that. The mm -hmm. museums, they, you know, they have restrictions against that. Or they, and, but my argument was always, uh, well, I have this collection because you don't. And there was no, there was no comeback to that, you know. Well, no, we have this one. No, we don't even have. Do we sell that? No. How did you even start, though? Like, what, what was the draw to that? Are you a hoarder? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of There's a very hoarder. fine line between collector and hoarder, man. <laughs> you know, really. You know, you know. I was, I was an obsessive collector since I can remember, whether it was. Uh, Marbles or matchbook covers or baseball cards or can't say again. I had a thing of a codification gene that wanted to order them and collect the whole set. That was that was it. And so when I got to Chicano art, I I realized that these this was a great school of painting. These painters were really good because I'd seen good painting all my life. And I started when I was 11 years old, going to libraries and taking out all the art books. Okay, Cezanne. Okay, he's cool. Uh, Miro. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, the history of Western art. So when I, the the gap in my knowledge was contemporary art. So I started going around to West Side galleries in LA, and I discovered that it was they were showing Chicanos. So well, these guys are really good. I mean, these these artists, you know, and why aren't they getting any traction? You know. So I started buying their art and, and, I, and being an obsessive collector and having a job at the same time <laughs> you know, and then having fame in order to uh, 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 proselytize for it as be able a to pay like, artists for their work too their you know work. you know not as much as they want once in a while I do <laughs> you know, dude, help me out here I'm helping you you help me <laughs> you know but, but, but it, at the end of the day and as I got towards the end of collecting, which I'm kind of at right now, is that, is that uh, I kind of dawned on me what I'm doing this for, you know, and, I, and, I, and I, when I realized that I'm doing it in order to share it with everybody, well, what is the best, I can tour around forever, but, you know, I'm not going to live forever, but, but, and then this museum dropped out of the sky, you know, so, okay, well, I'm, and I'm convinced that if your motives are pure, good things will happen to you. When I was little, we, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And so my dad and my mom would take my sisters and I to all the different parks around what is now the district that I represent. Really? And the beautiful part about East L.A. and all of like the East Side communities like Boyle Heights and Lincoln Heights are all the murals that exist. It was once, L.A. was once known as the mural capital of the world. And my dad once told me, you know, Mija, the thing about murals is that you don't need to go inside any building to see them, but they tell the story of our people. And the same thing with the Chicano art that you've been curating for so many years. And it tells a narrative of, of social justice, inequity, uh, whether it's education, immigration, health care, you know, just who but we are. But That is the start of where all these artists start off. I mean, typical Chicano artists, they are politically involved when they first start. And, they get, and it's news from the front, you know, it's comments on their society and their neighborhood and what's happening. And they all, all move off into their own 
artistic concerns. You know, they don't necessarily stay in that political world. But every new generation that comes starts at the same point. They give you new news from the front, and then they go on into their own whatever they're going to do in artistic. But it keeps regenerating itself, you know. There's, we're in our coming into the fifth generation of, of Chicano artists that are out there doing specifically Chicano art. Well, this is the Look West podcast, and I'm here with Lalo Alcaraz and Chich Marin. We are at the Citizen Hotel. And now I want to ask, mm -hmm. in the perspective of art and politics, what's the spectrum that you see yourself in that role when it comes to the advocacy for our community, especially right now? Lalo, you got it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm throwing the rock and sometimes I feel like the rock, <laughs> you know, like I'm in the river and things are going by me and I try to reach out and with my little rock arms and grab, <laughs> grab a little bit of the current. You know, sometimes I do want to go off and do my thing. I mean, I, I, uh, I find like I carry my mission with me um, because uh, a lot of my work has always been about uh, representation in media. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the... You know, I've been, I've been lucky to be able to, you know, actually, you know, Cheech and I worked on Coco. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Amazing. Uh, uh, Coco, did, uh, uh, yeah. Cheech did, did a voice and I, I did an additional voice. <laughs> very, very crucial part of the movie. As but, well as. <laughs> but also as, as consulting and, 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 you know, helping Pixar get it right, you know, which, yeah. which they, were, they were already on their way to get it they right. Were, but They were interested in doing that before. You have companies that were doing some kind of, and they weren't really interested in their... Not, not a, a brown face in sight. Right. They want to add your name, but not really take you into consideration, right? Well, well the truth of the situation or the depth of the situation rather than a superficial mm -hmm. uh, understanding of it. You want to have, you know, I was talking earlier, but and I said, when you speak, when what you're doing is authentic, people realize it right away. I mean, they recognize it right away. And that, that, and that buoys you to go ahead and do whatever you're going to do because you have that authenticity that people expect of you and you expect of yourself. So, you know, and when, if you're not authentic, you hear it right away. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can, I hear sometimes, like, writing for, you know, brown characters that, and sometimes the writers are brown and they just, it just does not ring yeah, yeah. true, you know. Yeah. Like, if you watch Coco... I mean, we told them, you know, as I was also a cultural consultant on the film, and uh, we agitated every time we see the movie. It's like, more Spanish, more Spanish. You're going to thank us later. And, then, and, and don't, don't translate it. Don't do the, what, what they used to yeah, do yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the 90s, hermano, my brother, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, you can watch any of those 80s cholo movies, and they, like, translate the – it's like watching Dora the Explorer, you know. <laughs> At the Chola, you know, absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then you know, people reviewed the movie like in in mar marveling about there's big pieces of chunks of Spanish in this film that are not translated. It makes it just feel like sorry, natural. Like, yeah, like like authentic. Yeah, and you know, my expertise was you know helping. A, I took on the project because I want. I knew that this movie is going to last for generations uh, and I want my kids and their kids uh, yeah. to, to uh, see a movie that, that's done right you so know so touching and yeah. such and, a good movie yeah. Yeah. so good such an intelligent not only artistically rendered wonderful there's a beautiful look up but the, the, the plot twist that it took it was like <gasps> in an animated movie mm -hmm. you know, and it, it touched everybody in the theater that I was first saw it at you know really and you can tell those times when 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 an audience embraces the movie in live in a theater man like 
It really touches people. They're not sitting home with their earphones on and you know, it's, it's a communal experience. You know? I saw it multiple times in English and in Spanish. Yeah. I took friends, I took my family. It was wonderful. I think my favorite was probably in Spanish because I, I felt like it. They say it's like the perfect movie. You yeah. Know, because it's, yeah. Uh, Although, you know, Spanish is 30% busier, you know, more more words. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the poor voice actors are like, you know, trying to fit in all the Spanish dialogue. But you, you, you understand it from the context. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm walking down the street with my guitar. It doesn't need a translation. You know, yeah. like it's like... It. The grandma throwing the chancla doesn't yeah. need a translation. <laughs> but but that, that's the kind of stuff that I've, I've been uh, on my next phase of, you know, uh, although, you know... And Cheech knows, I mean, but Cheech was in there uh, early on trying, the you know, days. making, <laughs> when you were a fetus, <laughs> making, you know, movies with Chicano characters back in the day. And then also there's the rest of us, you know, trying to, to get into Hollywood, do one way or another. And, you know, all our friends at LATC is the, the, the LA Theater Center, all the Chicano actors and stuff that, those are the ground troops that they have been... You know, just trying to, you know, make a career, scratch out a career in Hollywood. And, you know, the glacier's finally moving, you know, in our direction. And uh, it, it's just amazing. But I'm, I'm lucky to be able to, to, to make a dent, you know, in the glacier finally. You know, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, well, that's, that's good for you. <laughs> well, you're a young kid, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I've known Lalo when you first launched your show... Um, Bocho Hour of Power was one of his first guests, actually. I do love radio. Way back been on twice. Way back in two what two thousand six, two thousand five, maybe that was when we did that show. Yeah, uh, your radio show for Bocho yeah. Hour of Power, and I was just showing you, Cheech, a photo of us in two thousand nine uh, in Boyle Heights. Explain, there's only people here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I was I was one I was so excited at the time um, to meet you both because your work and your political cartoons like touched me in terms of like the as a young Chicana growing up in East LA like to see the stories of my community be represented that way and your films your films were just like I felt like it told the story of my cousins and yeah. my family and like everybody that I knew <laughs> in my neighborhood Chicharro's a documentary <laughs> yeah, that, that was the intent too I mean you know we, we picked yeah. those locations specifically you know we yeah. just get us a house when, no, when, like, yeah. when the character of Paul Rodriguez gets confused <laughs> and like he's talking there's like an answering machine but yeah. he thinks it's like I think it's Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I, I remember when I wrote that, man, I laughed out loud when I was writing, oh, this is, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, really? You know when there's a funny scene, man, like, I hope it's really great because I think it's really great. Yeah. And, 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 and it plays, you know, it just plays and plays. And it's like no matter when you see it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. you know, years ago or now, like, it still resonates. It still yeah, makes it's, sense because it's authentic. Yeah. It speaks with authenticity. You know? yeah. like, who doesn't have a because of the, the you know, probably, <laughs> probably said, what's happening, you know? I like your pants. Yeah. <laughs> People come up to me with, like, I mean, that's happened all my career, you know, with like different Cheech yeah. and Chong bits, but that, that movie gets a lot of lines, and they come up to me and say different lines, and you kind of wonder where they're coming from sometimes, you know, but, yeah. but, you know. Well, the best thing about it now is that, you know, if you use GIFs or GIFs, however you want to call them when you text, it's um, like they're little animated, yeah, yeah GIFs. Just is the ultimate debate on what to call them. Don't call them Jews. 
What are they? <laughs> the little like memes, the little animated yeah. bits of video on, on your phone. You can pull but them you, up and you can text to, to like express something. I don't you know? do it loud uh, enough <laughs> yeah. to. Get it. I could text Lalo and I could look up a gift like born in East LA and like you would come up yeah. or like yeah. the, the scene of you like showing um, the guys in Tijuana like how to pass yeah, yeah. like that comes up like <laughs> oh, that should be on every phone it's yeah. not <laughs> but it's the way that pop culture and technology kind of blend together to, to yeah it's awesome we're living in the age of the internet which is the the single greatest invention in the history of the world it it Unites everybody globally instantaneously. I can be walking down the street in Nigeria on my phone. All I gotta do is click it and find it. And it's amazing. You know, sometimes it's being used for a doorstop, but it's, <laughs> but it was sometimes when we learn how to harness that power, we're just learning that. You know, uh -huh. we've seen all the variations it can get. It's, it's gonna send us into space. We're going to be in space. In Pakistan, do they ever say, born in East LA? You know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised, man, if pe different people come, and, yeah. you know, and, and they don't really speak English, but they mm -hmm. know that. They know that. They, they know, know that, that. They yeah, know that yeah, and yeah. they relate to you. That's amazing. That is, okay. Well, we are at the Citizen Hotel. This is the Look West podcast. I'm Assemblymember Wendy Carrillo, proudly representing East Los Angeles. Hey, and by what the way, is, congratulations <laughs> thank you. Yeah. for winning. How long have you been? Uh, I've been in office for four months. She's really? <laughs> I'm another a, fetal and assembly <laughs> person. And, and, it's a, and it's a two-year appointment? Or two, two years. Oh, two, two years, and I run again in June. All right. So, um, but I, you know, I worked in radio for the past 12 years. Oh, yeah, where? Uh, Power 106, actually. I yeah, had my yeah. own show, yeah, go, yeah, okay. as well as labor and all these other things I did. But did you go to, uh, did you go to college? Yeah, yeah I went to Cal State LA for oh. my undergrad, went to USC for grad school, oh. first in my family. Um, you and my wife. Yeah. My wife Formally was... undocumented. Really? Yeah. Oh, and what I, happened? His wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> but she's from Russia. <laughs> And this no is what collusion. Gets, and this is what gets us in trouble. See, we're doing so well. <laughs> it's just my gardener and my wife. You know? <laughs> I don't know. So, so representation matters, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, and 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 I'm here. This is a Look West podcast, and I'm here with Lalo Alcaraz and Chich Marinas. We just kind of, you know, get to know each other yeah. and really talk about, you know, the impact that we have as you have as as cultural. Uh, ambassadors of our yeah. community and now in myself in this role now as a as an elected member of the assembly and you know what can we do you know uh do, keep doing what you're doing right now i mean you know we're kind of the highest levels of the state legislature occupied by uh, chicano uh, uh, de leon uh, uh is uh, uh, secretary of state who recruited me if you live long enough <laughs> <laughs> He recruited me to be the face, the visual face of uh, the video that they're making to instruct people how to apply for a marijuana license. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. that's right. I heard it's about just that. me yeah. and the Secretary of State. You know? <laughs> Hashtag, yes, we cannabis. Yes, yes we cannabis. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm, I'm snatching that one right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you live long enough, it's, you know, and, and they, people always say, well, how, how do you feel it's, since it's been legal, since it's always been legal to me. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay. It's always been morally legal. Morally. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. But it's, 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 you're not going to stop this. You're not going to weave this. It's 29 states right now. Mm -hmm. 
California certainly is leading the way, but it's it's interesting to think about the legalization now versus when it wasn't and how many people have been incarcerated yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that. Oh, so how do well, we turn it around? We need to take care of that. Yeah, you know? That would be wonderful to do that, you know, because there's, there's guys doing time for a joint, you know, it's like, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's turning, you know, it's, it's inevitable. That's what's, what's great about it. You can see that, that happening because everybody mm -hmm. sees the benefits of, of, of the legalization of it, you know, and it's, you know, all these, all these marijuana dispensaries cannot have a bank account. Mm -hmm. It's a cash business. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and that's mean, millions of dollars all, all the time, the big dispensaries. They yeah, make a million dollars a week. That's so wrongheaded. I mean, yeah. doesn't that just drive people underground? Oh, absolutely. It, it reduces, you know, the taxes that you can collect from it, right? I mean, yeah. might... And I don't think the banks are against it. It's just on the, on the federal level. The banks are never level. against money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to figure out how the banks can, like, legally work yeah. within the system. Yeah, so. they've been yeah. trying to figure it out. They haven't, haven't, they don't have the balls to do it, right? right. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. We're coming out of probation, prohibition right now. We're coming just like we came out of alcohol prohibition and that yeah. lasted for many years. We're coming out of, of marijuana because it was legal before. It was legal until until uh, Dupont wanted to make synthetic fibers and they wanted to get hemp out of the marketplace because that was they made sails and ropes and cloth and and everything out out of out of hemp. That was that was the fiber and they started having all these synthetics: nylon, rayon, dacron, orlon, mostly by the big chemical companies DuPont and they were in collusion with the government to get hemp out of the marketplace and that's where they made marijuana illegal and then they had to demonize it that's where the Mexicans come in you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was hemp before and now it's marijuana <laughs> the menace of marijuana now it's bad demon weed <laughs> And it makes jazz musicians want to uh, make love to white women, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a whole, that on the next podcast we'll talk about. <laughs> I mean, that Pot was, and jazz. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, there we go. It's creativity, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing when you see the realization of people, uh, oh, that's okay, it's, it's legal, you know? <laughs> yes, that joint you're smoking is legal now. It's the same one you've been smoking for the last 10 years. I, mean, I, I was walking around Hollywood a couple of years ago going to a meeting yeah. and I looked around and said who is I'm the only person not smoking weed here <laughs> there's clouds of every I walk by the Chase Bank I walk by this place it's just like everybody's except me it's why weren't you yeah. uh, you know yeah. I, I'm not uh, I, I like I, I'm an alcoholic <laughs> okay there I'm you go. a straight <laughs> alcoholic I live I, I live in Pacific Palisades in California in LA and it's, it's a very fluent community and very high and so Homeowners Association, the woman who runs it, had to come and they wanted to take out one of the, our trees, find a big palm tree. So she came in with her crew and they, they set about doing it. And she looks around them and says, You know, you're the only one up here who's not growing pot. <laughs> Get with it. What's going on? I don't know. It's too much bother. You know, I've grown pot before, but it's too much bother to, you know, stand there. And I'm on the road, and, you know, and it's just to go down to the dispensary and spend 40 bucks, and hey. Yeah. Easier. Yeah, much Done. easier. God, when I was a, Edibles, a, little, a little cholo yeah. in, in San Diego, we used to smoke that dirt grass stuff uh, that yeah. was awful. I don't even know if I should try the new stuff. 
I had a habit. So, so many different <laughs> strains. It's so, like, there's so much technology behind it. Right now, it there's 100 yeah. new strains coming in the market every week. I'm not kidding. I'm in the business. I see it every, <laughs> every day. How do you even... So you, my guarantee for our company, it's called Cheech's Private Stash, <laughs> is, is that it will always be good. It will not always be the same, but it will always be good. So that's how we curate for you. So. Well, on that note, let's <laughs> begin to, to um, wrap it up. Yeah. Or roll, roll it up. It up. Roll it up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, when you need to unwind, what is the... <laughs> Can we just talk <laughs> about that? What is the, the, the song or music that you gravitate to? Ooh, I like jazz. I like like Miles Davis, Alice Miles Coltrane, Davis. John Coltrane, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. I like I like jazz. That's awesome. How about, what about you? you, Lalo? Me, I love old school funk. I am forever a fifteen year old cholo. Oh baby, <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite guys? <laughs> oh man, so, like, like Brick, uh, Zap. All that slam family stone, mm-hmm. yeah, like confunction. Oh, all that, really? you know, when we rolled in from the airport, there was a long line of lowriders like going through town, you know. And I was yeah. like, some, I saw some bomber cars. I'm home, yeah. yeah right. Well, that's <laughs> they came what, just for you in yeah. conjunction with the art part of the, of the Riverside Museum. Uh, we're also going to start a lowrider museum. There's a building oh, awesome. right in back. Lowrider culture is international. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is international, and I think that museum will be will get more people than the art museum. Oh yeah, it because you know, it's an art form. It is, and it's so beautiful. Those yeah, cars yeah. are so, and there's so much money that's being put yeah. into um, yeah. making those cars the way look yeah. the way they, and yeah. bounce the way they bounce. And it's a source of pride. <laughs> it's an art form. They're like, wow, they're cool. I, I was I, I was gonna say at the Peterson Art Museum, I have yeah. I have currently three pieces. Wow. Um, at that art show, uh, uh-huh. that's uh, the lowrider low low art show there, uh, and people should go check it out. I think it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be up for like ten years. Yes, <laughs> I, I want to thank I want to thank you both for coming onto the podcast, and you've been listening to Look West. I am Assembly Member Wendy Carrillo, proudly representing East LA. Yeah, and what the LA Weekly recently called the Tri Hipster Area. Of Echo Park, Highland Park, and Silver Lake. Oh, so. Well, it happens. <laughs> People in Lincoln Heights were like, yay, not us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daughter lives in uh, uh, Silver Lake, and my, well, my son lives in Boyle Heights. All right. So. <laughs> yay, constituents. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> really? And you can follow both of them at Cheech Marine and at Lalo Algaraz on Twitter. That's yeah. the plug. And you can follow me at Wendy Carrillo. Thank you both so much for being a part of this podcast and for sharing everything from political art, cartoonist, Chicano art, to cannabis, to the future <laughs> of uh, the industry. It's, there's so welcome. much so much more to do. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs>